St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hi there, and thanks for checking out another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. As usual, this is your host here with you, Greg Lindbergh. On this episode of the podcast, we are speaking about our Bachelor of Arts in Theater program here at St. Leo University, and I'm very thrilled to welcome our guest uh, to this episode. Her name is Dr. Alicia Quartz, and she is an Associate Professor of Theater here at St. Leo, and also the Director of the Theater program. Dr. Quartz, welcome. Thank you very much, Greg, for having me. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Absolutely. Very excited to speak about this uh, very cool program, I must say. One of our cooler programs. Uh, performing arts is a lot of fun and, and a very exciting field. And so I think we're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, so first off, Dr. Quartz, if you want to just give a kind of a personal bio of yourself, your background, and perhaps uh, your career before getting into teaching. Absolutely. So I've been in theater since I was five years old. I was a swan in a in a school play, and it just kind of went from there. Um, my family is a very theatrical family. I'm not the only person in my family with a PhD in theater, which is an unusual thing. Um, but I I think it's really important to tell stories. And I think the stories that we tell help connect us to each other. And so in my life, I have gone from being, you know, a swan in a little school play to working with members of the Royal Shakespeare Company, um, doing design and directing work in Shanghai and Prague and London, working in New York, uh, in Chicago and some in Minneapolis, some of the big theater towns and being able to do this with with really talented people and doing really wonderful stories that impact people's lives. So for me, that's why I do theater. I do theater because I know it can help us see each other in a better way. So that's what I love about it. And that's why I do it. Wow. Very cool. And hey, what a background it sounds like you've had, you know, working all over the world. Mm hmm. Absolutely. It's it's a really interesting thing, I think, when you begin to open up your mind to stories that aren't American. And what does that look like? And what are we telling? And, and how does that work? And it's it's exciting to be able to bring those experiences back to people at St. Leo and say, hey, you know, there's something beyond this. It, it helps expand their worldview and give them some idea of things that they can do in their lives that are that's really outside of what they thought was possible. Absolutely. Very well said. Uh, as far as teaching goes, talk to me about your journey into teaching and how you actually came to St. Leo University. Well, this is a really, this is a, an interesting question because when I was uh, an undergrad, if you had told me I was going to be a teacher, I would have laughed at you and said, no way, there's no way I'm going to be a teacher. Um, and, and it's uh, something that I believe I was led to divinely. Um, when I left college, I did the thing that a lot of people do. And I worked at Starbucks, which <laughs> doesn't sound like it should be the first step on a journey. But back in those days, Starbucks had corporate trainers. And I was in my job as a barista making coffee for about two weeks before my manager said, you know what, I think you'd be a really good trainer. And I said, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And she said, no, 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 really, why don't you do it? And so I I became a trainer for Starbucks and I taught people coffee. I still love Starbucks, by the way. 
but it was the first step in a, wow, this is kind of fun, but I don't really want to teach coffee. I want to teach something else. So that was kind of the first inkling that I had that maybe teaching would be something interesting. I then went on and became the producer of a nationally syndicated radio program called Decision Today. So I took a few years off to be a part of that program. And then when that program came to an end, I thought, you know, I really enjoyed teaching. Maybe I should be a high school theater teacher. That way I could teach and I could do shows, but also I could um, I could do theater, which I love. And I had been doing all along, uh, right along while I was doing the radio show. So I went back to school for my master's degree um, in education and I uh, learned to teach and almost immediately went, no, I, I want to teach college theater. That's what I want to do. So uh, I went in and I got my PhD at the University of Georgia in theater, film and performance studies. And I taught at Anderson University. I taught at the University of Georgia. And then I came here to St. Leo University to basically revitalize a program that had disappeared, which is uh, which, which was a sad thing. And, and people at St. Leo recognized that and wanted to bring it back. And so we have. Oh, wow. Very interesting. We had nationally renowned um arts programs. We had dance and music and theater. We had a wonderful facility. And then um, it just disappeared. There was some, there were budget cuts, the the majors were cut and it was, it, it disappeared, but it affected the culture of St. Leo. And people recognize that and said, you know, when you get rid of the arts in a university setting, you lose something that is intangibly important to the culture of a school and to the culture of the way that we interact with each other. When you have a theater, you can tell the stories of people who feel marginalized in the theater, in the university community. And that's really important because when we can start to understand each other, we help students look beyond what they think is reality and challenge them to think more about how they can make a difference in the world. So for me, this idea that we're going to be able to bring back the theater program, to bring back the BA and bring that out into the, into St. Leo's community, we're doing something that's going to affect St. Leo for decades to come. Right. Very well said. And then, so in terms of this current uh, bachelor's in theater program, just talk to me about how long we've offered it. And I believe it is, it's, you know, predominantly offered on university campus, correct? Absolutely. So this is a, for now based on the university campus. And what we have done with this program is really thought about the needs of the St. Leo student specifically. You know, there's lots of lots of theater programs out there. And what they really talk about is, hey, let's get you to Broadway or, hey, let's get you to L.A. Let's get you to the, the film industry. Let's think about that. But really, what a BA in theater does is something that I don't think a lot of theater programs really talk about. And that is we have an extraordinary set of skills. When you're a theater artist, if you can make a show, you have all sorts of things that employers are dying to find in an employee. You have time management skills. You have creative thinking skills. You have the ability to communicate with other people in a way that is just easy and natural. You can make presentations that are understandable and engage an audience. We are the ones people are dying to hire. 
And so one of the things that we've done with this particular program is we have thought about ways that we can encourage students not only to think about theater as a career option, but also to recognize that a career in theater takes some time to get into. Very rarely do you leave a BA in theater anywhere from any program and end up having the first beautiful career on Broadway. Very few people go and win a Tony off of their first show. So what you have to do instead is you have to be ready to go out into the work world and find yourself a position that also allows you to do your art. And so what we very specifically do in our program is we have a class called Practical Skills in Theater that meets every semester. And what we do in that course is we work on outside projects. So things that really don't have a lot to do with the theater. We'll do things like work on advertising for another, for another company or for another theater. We've got had plans to go into to schools and work with them with the idea in mind that we're thinking about using our theatrical skills differently in different areas and being able to talk about them in business language. So for example, when you're working on advertising for another, another entity, you're actually thinking about marketing and you're thinking about how you're presenting yourself and you're thinking about some of those ways that you can do that. We've had students go out and get jobs as content creators, as content managers for companies because they've done that work in practical skills. So that's the kind of thing that we're thinking about with this BA in theater is how do we help students get a really good job after graduation, but also be able to do their art. Uh, one of the things also that we have with the theater program is we have created our curriculum based on the standards of the National Association of Schools of Theater. And we're moving towards accreditation under that particular entity because our theater is excellent but so is this idea of we understand what we're giving to our students and we want to make sure they're ready and prepared for when they go out into the world. Sure. And that's a great point just about the broad skill set students can attain through this type of program. You know, a lot of people just might assume, you know, you're going to be acting on stage, whatnot, but there's so many, uh, you know, career tracks, fields, and so many skills uh, students can learn from this program to do such a variety of things. Absolutely. And I think one of the things, not just in theater, but I think in the liberal arts in general, that we haven't done a great job of is we haven't really marketed that to people. You know, we give you skills that will just absolutely drive not only who you are as a person, but drive your career. And the liberal arts, you know, the, with uh, St. Leo, with all of our university exploration courses, that's really what we're doing is we're giving students these skills that absolutely give them an edge in the world. They give them that little bit of something that makes employers stand up and take notice. And that's really something that you can't put a price tag on. Absolutely. No question about that. In terms of prospective students, uh, obviously traditional age students, I would imagine uh, would be those entering this program. But talk to me about, you know, maybe their backgrounds, their interests, uh, perhaps students that you've already taught who've been in the program. Absolutely. So, uh, of course, we get students who are interested in theater right away. Obviously, you always have those kids who who come in and they're absolutely sure of what they want to do and they're ready to go. And those are terrific. We love them. And it's absolutely a terrific program for them. I think the type of student that I really love are the types of students who come in and go, I don't know if theater is an option for me. I don't know if I can get a job. I don't know if this is viable for me. I love theater, but I just I don't know. I'm not good enough 
for Broadway. I'm not good enough for LA. And I love changing their minds because that's the real ticket. Theater is a viable. We have done a, a poor job of allowing that starving artist myth to continue. We're not starving artists. We're out there getting jobs. We're out there changing lives. We're out there doing all sorts of things. Theater doesn't just mean that you're going to be on stage. It doesn't mean that you're just going to be on film. It means that you could be working behind the scenes. It means that you could be doing uh, an extraordinary amount of careers that you probably haven't even thought of before. And that really goes down to this idea of calling. I think in our current uh, cultural climate, we have this idea somehow that a college degree is going to give you an entry way into a career. And you'll stay in that career forever and you'll retire from that career. And that whole point of a career is to feed you and put a roof over your head. And there's got to be more than that in life. You have to do what you love. And your job should be something that you go to and you know, not only is it something that you find personally fulfilling, but it's something that's also changing other people's lives. And that's what I think the BA in theater is very much arranged around. Our goal is to help our students find their calling. And once they find that calling, then to find the skills that help them to move forward and to fulfill that calling that they have in their lives. Right. Very interesting. Let's dive a little further into the the curriculum, some of the courses. I know you did reference one of the uh, kind of intro courses, I guess, earlier, but talk to me about just some other specific courses and topics covered in this program. Sure. So one of the things about the BA in theater when you're under the National Associations of Schools of Theater is that it's a very general degree. So there are three different areas of theater that we want to make sure every student gets a little bit of a taste of. So in the freshman year, students take acting one, they take script analysis, and they take stagecraft, which is the technical theater side of things, with the idea in mind that they understand a little bit about performance, a little bit about technical theater, and a little bit about the dramaturgy or the, uh, the history, literature, and creation of theater side. By doing that, then they get a little taste of each one of those things. And then they, in conversation with their advisor, me or another faculty member, talk then about, okay, so what is it that I want to focus on? What do I feel myself being drawn to? And then we tailor their selection of classes to one of those three tracks. So if they want to be technical theater, they might take lighting and costuming, design, that kind of thing. Uh, if they're in performance, they continue with acting and movement. And if they're in history, literature and creation, they're taking more classes in um, things like, uh, uh, you know, modern, modern contemporary uh, works and things like that and playwriting so that they get into this idea that they are, are exploring that. The theater major is very open for that. So they can take whatever classes they want in between those three initial classes and their senior seminar. And so they have a lot of options of how they wanna craft it. And really we wanna be very personalized with that. So talking to people, thinking about what's helpful for them. Um, I have a student right now who's very interested in creating an after-school program for Hispanic children. And so when she's thinking about this, she's thinking about, okay, I need to take a little bit of performance. I need to be aware of technical theater because I'm going to need to be helping them with that. So she's very, we're thinking very carefully about how we're crafting a program to move people forward and what they want to do 
after they leave. At the same time, we have these practical skills courses that we have every single semester. And it's 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 sort of a series that helps them build a website. They build two different resumes. So they build a work resume and a theatrical resume. And as each semester, we just add a little bit to that so that they're crafting their identity as a theater person and as a person who's going to move into the world. Interesting. And that's that's wonderful that they really kind of get to customize you know, in a way, their track, their their interests, and really hone in on what they want to study. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the real keys uh, that I like about NAST and, and the way that they uh, accredit uh, programs is that it makes it very clear for the student what they're trying to do. And I think that's really always a surprise to students who, who arrive for the theater program because they go, whoa, whoa. You mean I have to start making choices about my life? Yeah, you do. And you do it from the very beginning. So we're not making any assumptions necessarily about what they want to do. It can grow with them over the four years as they begin to explore things and realize, well, I like this, but not that. And we can really have that relational conversation about how does this affect what you might want to do? Let's explore some things that you might find really interesting. I know that one of the things that um, people have found that, has really been surprising is that they really love working with kids. One of the, we've, we've done some work with um, doing camps for, for kids. We did it specifically online when the pandemic hit. And I had several students who got very excited. They didn't think that they wanted to work with kids, but then they did it and they thought, wow, I like this. This is something I want to do. Terrific. Let's start moving you in that direction and see what we can do for you. So that's another benefit of having that practical skills course is, you know, people think, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this outside project. And then they do it and they get very excited because it triggers something in them. It uses a skill set they didn't realize they really enjoyed. And it gives them an, an outlook on something that they might really have a great career doing. Sure. Very eye-opening, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. As far as the faculty who teach in this program, let's talk about uh, the faculty and just kind of what they bring to the table and their backgrounds. Absolutely. So we have, uh, I am the the only full-time theater professor, but we do have a wonderful array of adjuncts. Uh, Amy Sally, who is Uh, has her MFA in performance, very, very active member of the Tampa theater community, an absolute gem who has real insight in not only into um, how acting works as a professional, but also how that can work outside of the acting profession, how you can use those acting skills outside. We also have Keenan Burkett, who is a costume designer who works um, with a a cruise line um, as as a designer and as a a, a technical worker. So he brings a lot of interesting uh, insight into what technical theater kids can do. And we're looking to expand that. So, you know, when we bring people in, we're looking for faculty who bring not only their professional experience, but that understanding of how that works within the world and what what conversations we can have about, um, you know, what are the possibilities? I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, uh, might not think of working on a cruise ship necessarily right off the bat, but what a, what a wonderful way of using your theatrical skills and, and seeing the world at the same time. So terrific. Oh yeah. What a neat background. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. I think, uh, I think we, again, I think people have this really, 
hard understanding of of what a theater major does. You know, we're we're the we're working in a we're working in a restaurant, <laughs> or and and not on stage, or you know, we're a famous celebrity, and there is so much in between that is possible. That I think once people realize, hey, there is a lot of possibility here. It really helps them to understand that this is more than just something that you do as a hobby. This is something you can do for your life. Absolutely. Very true. Uh, so I know we have covered uh, several, you know, different career tracks, uh, but if you want to mention a few more, and then in addition to that, sure. in terms of, uh, you know, community connections, internship, professional development opportunities. Absolutely. I understand that our, our students do have a lot of, you know, opportunities, you know, on those fronts as well. So one of the things I want to, I want to think about here as we start to talk about career opportunities is that very few people will stay in the same career for their entire career. I mean, when you when I think about my own career, I mean, I started with Starbucks and then I went to radio and then I went to high school teaching and now here I am at the university level. Your career will morph and change. And so I really want to make sure that the students understand not only what they want to do for a career, but also the skill set that they have, because that makes them incredibly flexible, you know, and really recession proof, because there will be times when a career comes along and it, you know, it sounds great and it's wonderful. And then something like a novel coronavirus comes along and you lose your job. People who don't really understand their skill set then are terrified. Like, what am I going to do? I'm what I'm trying to instill in my students is okay, that means I need to go back to my skill set. And now I need to go hunting for that skill set and be ready to move and move quickly. And I'm finding that's working as we go through and we have graduates going out into the world. Uh, lots of different careers uh, that people have done from the theater that we have a lot of teachers, a lot of people moving into the teaching realm. We Now that's generally though, uh, like a stepping stone in what to, uh, into other careers as well. But Taking some time to teach is a great thing. We have uh, students who are pursuing arts therapy, who are thinking about using the arts as a way of helping people understand their own lives and explore healing. Uh, we have people who are have moved into technical theater work. So people who are working at Bush Gardens, working at Universal, um, who are working towards going into graduate school for those things. We also have people who are working as voiceover artists at the same time, which is really terrific. A lot of times what we find is we have students who are working, but they're also working on the side as theater people. Voiceover work is a wonderful way. And we have a real emphasis in that, not only in the curriculum, but in the way that we encourage people. So that's been a, a fabulous thing as well. Uh, there are so many career opportunities, though, that our graduates haven't explored. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the great ways of doing these things is that once you have the abilities in theater, you can start to see all sorts of connections to things. You know, technical theater artists who can design sets and really think about what are what is this set saying? How is it communicating to an audience? They're fantastic at things like staging houses in real estate. I mean, that's a really, that's an odd connection, but it works really well. And there's a lot of money to be made in that particular realm. So 
what that's one of the things that we keep focusing on is keep thinking outside the box. Where can this work for you? How could your skill set work in this particular way? Right. All great points. And yeah, once again, a career track right there you just mentioned, I never would have, you know, envisioned a theater major being a good fit for. But think about just presenting in front of others, you know, sales perhaps even. I mean, there's so many, so many routes and avenues, you know. Oh, theater people are the best salespeople. We are the best salespeople because we can transform ourselves into whomever needs to be there to sell the product, right? I mean, you know, when you think about, you know, a, a, a sales network, they're hiring actors to sell those things. And it's awesome. And it works out terrific. So it's a really interesting thing, I think, to, to, when you start to think about the skill set of actors and technicians and historians and all the different ways that theater works, we have a pretty amazing set of skills and we can really go in all kinds of different areas. Absolutely. And then if a student uh, graduate, let's say, of this program were interested in uh, pursuing, you know, a master's degree, graduate studies, uh, what kind of routes out there, you know, are specific to performing arts, fine arts? So uh, the performing arts has, uh, if you if they're focusing solely on performing arts, they're looking at an MFA generally in uh, acting, design, uh, those kinds of areas, or they're looking at the MA PhD route if they're thinking about, uh, you know, sort of the behind the scenes um, teaching at the college level, that kind of thing. And there are a, a wealth of those programs available. But what we're finding is we're actually finding that our students, because they're thinking about this different skill set, are also pursuing other kinds of graduate degrees. They're pursuing MBAs to think about theater administration and moving into fine arts administration. Uh, we've also had a student who went in and got her masters of arts in library studies specifically to become a fine arts librarian because she began to see these connections between things that she wanted to pursue so the beautiful thing about a theater degree is that it gives you a lot of skills that move you into a space that you can think about other graduate degrees um, i have a former student not from from saint leo who just went into law school and i actually have a bunch of i know a lot of theater students who've gone into law after getting their BA in theater. I mean, who would you want representing you in the courtroom, but somebody who's really great at presenting themselves in an argument and theater people can do that really well. We have that skill set. So there's a lot of graduate opportunities for a BA in theater. And so the nice thing about that is that, you know, students who think, Oh, I love being on stage. I love making costumes. I love thinking about this. They're not, relegated to just doing theater. They can have a different career than just being on stage. And it can be something that evolves for them as they move through their life. Definitely, for sure. I know you have uh, mentioned, you know, kind of generally alumni who have moved on from this program, graduated and gone on to a variety of careers. And I did want to give you the chance to mention either by name or just kind of in general, any uh, any additional alumni specifically or you know, that have, uh, yeah, great stories. We are a very young degree. We have only been around for about three years. So when we talk about alumni success stories, you have to understand we're, we're still pretty baby and new about this. But even still, uh, one of the things that I point to that I am really, really proud of is that we have a 100% rate of finding a really great job or getting into graduate school immediately after graduation. That's pretty amazing. When you think about the fact that 
you know, here we are and it's a BA in theater, but students are working. And what I like about it too, is that they're working, but they're also working on their art at the same time. So even if they're doing something like they're teaching, they have something that they're doing as well, like voiceover work that is helping them move forward and continue their artistry. Um, we have students with multiple, multiple audiobooks on Audible. Uh, people who are doing voiceover work um, in LA, because, you know, one of the beauties of voiceover work is you can do it from anywhere. So, you know, they are, and they're moving forward in their career. I have a student who, um, Ariel Winter from Modern Family just dropped out of a project and one of my students got it instead. And we're only three years old. So the the beauty of this is I look at this and go, man, what are my students going to do? <laughs> we're already exploding, though. It's really very exciting. And it's, I think, also really helpful when you have um, parents who go, why are you getting a BA in theater? You need to get something like a BA in business. How are you going to live? And then be able to say, no, your, your students not only going to be able to do this, they're going to be able to do it and do it at a really high level really soon after graduation. And then uh, just kind of putting a bow on the program, uh, just, just summarizing here, what would you say really separates this bachelor's in theater program uh, from others out there? So I've already talked a little bit about this focus on the skill set and, and all of that. And that's certainly one of the big foci of what we do. But it's a couple of other things that set us apart in the way that we do theater. For one thing, when a person graduates from this program, I want them to be able to make theater all by themselves. I A lot of places when they focus on something like acting might not give them an opportunity to do things like work backstage or direct or do that kind of thing. But instead, what I want to give people is a chance to understand how they could craft a story and put it out for an audience and be able to have all the skills they need to, in order to make that happen. If you think about someone like if you move into teaching, as several of my students have done, that's actually something that you're going to be able, you're going to need to be able to do all these little things to make sure that this, this show gets going, or at least have an understanding of those skills so that you can help guide parents who might be helping you to get that done. So our program sets is, it, it, we kind of are apart from other programs and there's very much a focus on, let's make sure you can do that when you leave so that you can make theater and make that happen for yourself. Another thing that we have that I think is really exciting is uh, I went to the National Endowment for the Humanities, uh, Digital Technologies and Theater and Performance. And one of the things that came out of that is a specialized class designed to help students understand the cutting edge of media and digital things like uh, virtual reality, um, augmented reality, and how that works in performance and what that can do. That class is really unique to St. Leo. There's very few other schools that have that kind of focus. So that's wonderful. We also have a real focus on devised theater, which means creating theater within a community to help uh, bring out stories that are important for that group. That can help a lot with things like social justice and community activism. And so we, we run that class every once in a while. And when we do that, we are actually moving towards a performance that speaks to the community at St. Leo. We have done, um, we did Belong, which was a show that took the Sand Hill Review and took those poems and stories and created something out of that. We also did 
Women on the Move, which was the story and history of the Benedictine sisters on campus, whose former chapel is our theater. And it was their story. And it was just wonderful and 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 exciting to be able to tell the story that was important to St. Leo and show students how that could work. Wow. Very interesting. And then uh, just one final question here uh, in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic. I know we have referenced, you know, a little bit here in the conversation. Uh, certainly this this has taken its toll on many fields, uh, you know, including performing arts. And, and I'm just curious your perspective on, for sure, you know, kind of where we stand now and moving forward in terms of this field and opportunities in the field. So it is a wonderfully interesting moment, isn't it? When we have, because theater is in person. We had to make some changes, obviously, immediately when the pandemic hit. We went from being in person and planning an in-person uh, performance of Belong to switching that to be an online version only and having that uh, be something that you know shifted immediately. But that is, I think, an opportunity rather than something that we have to mourn and say, well, that's not a thing. Uh, in devised theater, we think of everything as a resource and resources are neutral. So our resource was going to be an in-person performance. That resource had sh- shifted to an online performance. But that then changes how we think about things. I think the pandemic has done a wonderful thing in a lot of ways, because it has forced our students to use the flexibility that I was talking about before. You have to have a different skill set and you have to be ready for change. Well, here we are. We had to change and we had to keep, we have to keep changing. You know, with the Delta variant, we have, we have two performances planned for this fall in person. We'll see how this goes. Who knows? We may not be able to do that. Um, we had to plan them outside. Instead of being in the theater, we're going to be outside. That's a shift. And we have to remain flexible. Things will come along always that change your mind and change the way you think. But for me, I have been very excited about the opportunities that affords our students to be able to see that you can keep going, that you can shift your perspective, that you can change things around, that you can keep being that moldable, flexible worker who changes according to what it is and still get across what you need to get across, which I think is really important. So that's fantastic. Now, as far as the future, I think a lot of theaters are having conversations right now about how do we keep some of the things that we've really enjoyed? I mean, some of these theaters have done uh, really, really wonderful work that they've been able to share with a much wider audience than they have before. Um, you know, I've, I've been watching wonderful theater from London and and uh, Prague and a lot of other places overseas. I can never get to unless I get on a plane and go. Uh, so we're having a lot of conversations about what that looks like and how we can change and how we can move that forward. And that's affected us at St. Leo as well. How can we do this in a way that could be uh, something that we, you know, do for for people who can't make it to our in-person performances. So it, I think rather than thinking about the pandemic as a, oh man, we lost so much. I think it's really important uh, and especially for theater people to say, this is an opportunity and we need to take it and we need to move forward with it and really embrace the changes that have been 
in place. Absolutely. Very well said. And I know I remember a faculty member uh, once told me, you know, students, they have to be uncomfortable. They have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Absolutely. I love that. I always tell students, you know, if you don't feel uncomfortable in this program at some point, then you are not doing it right. (laughs) Not doing it right. Because this is designed to take you out of your comfort zone and find out what the world has to offer you. Because if you just sit in your little hole in the wall and, you know, hope for the best, well, then that's all you're going to get. But there's so much more out there. All right. Well, again, we've been chatting with Dr. Alicia Quartz uh, here on the St. Leo 360 podcast. And Dr. Quartz, just want to thank you so much for your time, for your perspective. Really appreciate it. And thank you so much for being a guest here with us. Thank you so much, Greg. This has been a wonderful opportunity. And I so appreciate you and what you do. Absolutely. All righty. Thanks so much. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.